Hi, welcome to Chili's. We're back. Episode two. Are you excited? I'm excited. And we, we have a guest with us this week. Our first guest ever on the show, Nico Huff. How do you feel being here, the first guest? It was really an honor to be on the show right now. Um, there's nothing I would ever think about doing in my life that hasn't amounted to being on the show with you guys right now. And I really appreciate the, uh, the the welcoming. Yeah, see, my the biggest thing in life for me is you never stop peaking. And I'm, I'm afraid to say that you just peaked right now. And... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be pissed if I were you. <laughs> this is a blessing and a curse to be. I'm honest. not gonna lie to you, folks. We have some stacked topics today. Well, getting right into it. I I wanted to do a little intro, like going into this whole thing. Yeah, so, you kind of just ruined it. I, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. But okay, so basically, I learned about this a little while ago. There's this thing called Oxford Scholars. It's where the scholars of Oxford. You know, they gather every morning at something crazy like 6 a.m. or something. Like that, and they talk about the current issues of every single day. And I think I think that we're resembling them and we could take over at some point. I don't think I agree. It is very clear to me that we are Oxford scholars. And uh, the topics you guys talked about last time were, were so life-changing to so many people out there. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, here. Tell us tell us how you liked last episode. What what did you like and what didn't you like? Here. Well, um, we have a we have a live person to to comment on it. So I did listen to it uh the whole way through, and that's what I wanted to do. Um and I listened to it and I, I liked um the charisma and the character that you guys showed through your speaking and your words and your topics. Um uh, it was like, a little awkward at first, but I think I think we got the ball rolling. Yeah, no, we, we, we settled in, and I think, you know, it that's synonymous of every episode. But don't make me cry, Nico. You're going to... That was a little emotional. I think it was a beautiful project. Okay. That's, that's just lovely. All right. I think uh, I think that's a that's a great segue into our first topic, uh, which, you know, is nature versus nurture. We talked about this a little bit last episode, and um, this just gave us the idea to talk about it today. Do you want to start us off, Michael? You usually start him off. Or do you want me to start it off? You can start him off today. It's All right. Good. Perfect. Yeah. So there's this documentary that came out. It's called Three Identical Strangers. It's basically where, you know, triplets were born, but they gave they were given up for mm-hmm. adoption. And the adoption agency didn't tell the uh, the uh, parents of that adopted these kids that they were triplets. So the kids didn't know that you know, there were two other identical people, exactly the same. And the one happened to go to the same college as the other one. So the guy walked in on campus and they were like, Hey, Eddie, like, I just saw you over there. And he's like, I'm not Eddie. So then, that's crazy. Yeah. He met up with, uh, with his counterpart and he realized that apparently there was a third one too. So yeah. So that's kind of from that, they the three of them just started started to talk and they found that they had like really similar traits like they all i don't have the specifics but they all like liked chocolate you know they all had the same taste in women like stuff like that interesting you know that's pretty crazy to me so that kind of has like the dna aspect of it that that's the that's the nature version of that however the the biggest thing about this whole documentary was the fact that you know like the girlfriend effect you know when you meet when you meet a girl and you just happen to have a lot a lot in common you know what i'm saying but like the more you get to know them you actually don't have a lot in common you know what i'm saying a like but like bit. like the first date you're like i like peas oh wow you like peas too you know what i'm saying no i don't know what you're saying i don't know if it's ever happened to me all in right scenario so but. so the twin studies as Corey's talking about 
are probably the biggest piece of evidence uh, in in the nature the nature argument. Um, but I'm a believer that most of how your brain is shaped is from nurture and how you're brought up. So when you look at very famous experiments like the Bandura's um, uh, AP Bobo psych. doll, good old AB psych, AB experiment. The the children essentially learned from adults. They saw what they were doing and they became more violent with the doll because what would happen is they'd give them a doll and they would do you know in the the control group they would do nothing or they would just push it a little. I'm kind of scared because I definitely learned that and like I learned that extensively and I just have no recollection. Like I I remember learning it. I just don't remember. <laughs> Well, they okay. So they they put a doll in front of a kid, a Bobo doll, and they saw how he what just, they did with he it. Just whipped it to a pulp. No, no, no. And then they had the kid watch an adult with the like hit a Bobo oh, doll a bunch. Yeah, and yeah, so okay. then when they put yeah. the kid in front of the Bobo doll, he was smacking the crap out of the Bobo doll. And so that that shows the part of the nurture yeah. argument is that we learn from our role models and now, others. Here's my question: Did they did they have just an adult or did they have their parent? I don't know. Because if, if it was their parent, that could also be, I mean, not necessarily, like, I, I understand this this portion of it is more nurture than nature, but, like, theoretically, if that parent was aggressive, then that could have passed to That's true. the kid. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I think it's more nurture, personally. I'm just kind of being devil's advocate here and just asking more questions. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, I think it definitely is a, a mixture of, of both, regardless, but um, I, I feel like it is a little bit more nurture in a way because um at least with modern united states culture or whatnot we kind of just i i wouldn't say it's not the same for every area but at least our area right now where we are living like we have to follow specific kind of things that we do or what our parents tell us to do and and that just kind of shapes all the people that we've become i don't know it's, yeah I don't and really have like the research to this whole topic, like we we all agree that both of them contribute. Mm-hmm. We're right. talking about you know which one which one has more of an impact. Yeah, here. there's it, the answer is definitely some middle of the road answer. Yeah, uh, but it's it's comes down to which way you lean, mm-hmm. and yeah. I definitely lean to the See, nurture side. This is this is my argument for for nurture at least. You know how like again in like AP Psych we learned about uh, attachment issues, mm-hmm. and it all stems from like your your relationship with your mom. Like yes. if you had like a like a really really good relationship with their mom sometimes you were like too attached and that like led to other problems later in life and then the inverse is true too like if if you didn't have a great relationship with your mother like later in life you have like insecurity issues like that all stems from nurture that's not that's not dna you know mm-hmm. yeah they studied that um, with the the rhesus monkeys i believe well, and it showed that exact same thing that like, the monkeys behaved completely differently when they had like that fake mom and then that oh that's mom. right yeah frick um another thing that I have for the nature side is, so I did, um, I don't know if you guys know the 23andMe, like that's like the ancestry.com mm-hmm. that where you send in your DNA. Well, I did that and they have like a subsection that it pairs your relatives to like certain characteristics. So according to 23andMe and like according to what they say about my relatives and stuff like that, I'm 76% more likely to have skydived. I don't, I don't really know how they have these you know, whatever, uh, but yeah, then, I mean, that's confusing but like the fact that they do, they have this section on there says that DNA has some correlation to characteristics. Like I'm 50, 51% more likely to drink caffeinated soda. 
you know like theoretically you think oh that's just uh i guess it makes sense though mm-hmm. you do drink caffeinated soda don't you but hey i'm 51 percent less likely to be a super taster do you know what a super I taster have is no idea what a super taster is. it's apparently when you can like all your tasting senses are like heightened and some people don't some super tasters don't even know that they're super tasters because okay, they you think know everyone else. how, how would you ever know that there's such things as super taster i don't know i'm like yo this blueberry tastes I, like a blueberry i think and you it's say, more yo, this blueberry tastes like a blueberry i think it's more like you can differentiate you can differentiate like flavors. So like if you eat like a burger, you can be like, oh, I can taste the the butter. I can taste the That's fair. the meat. I can taste the pickles, you know, like individually you rather than like an advanced palate. So you're 51% yeah. more likely to be I'm, a professional uh, food consumer. No, dude, I'm less likely. Oh, less likely. Dude, I'm screwed. How am I going to make it big in life you're when, not, when not. I'm not a super taster? That's fact, tough, man. That sounds like a freaking superhero, super taster. Like that, that's, that's my superhero name. That's that's i want i want that to be as my superhero name. i'm just not sure i agree but i'm 50 percent. <laughs> according to 23 and me i'm 51 percent less likely to be a super taster behind them getting that i don't know i think they do it based off of your dna and then you take a survey and you say they ask have you skydived and if you say yes you know it just oh it says yeah but there was similarities genetically and I, then I also think. they skydived so, so it's correlation it's correlation it's not correlation. causation okay. yeah yes, okay. but i still think that's um an interesting thing to highlight at least mm-hmm. so also studies show that anxiety and depression come from the environment so you're not like genetically predisposed Disposed. to yeah. be anxious or depressed those are things that you've come from a stressful or traumatic environment wow um nico do you, do you have anything more to say about this i want to read what i have but uh no you, you can go ahead i don't have too much on well, this topic. i gotta read it first i kind of forgot what i wrote here so i want you to so are we to hold are the, we uh, uh, in okay. agreement here about nurture being the more dominant of the two i would i would agree for sure um i i think nature obviously has a big part in it but i i think nurture definitely has the upper hand because it just it's it's really all about experiences and, and learning from like what you do and who you talk to right because i can i can attribute what i think and how i think and how i act to uh influences from my childhood i just want to read this quote from uh the study that i pulled up it says this doesn't mean that if parents are uh, conscientious that their children also will be regardless of how the children are parented meaning like like if if you're a certain way and you have kids you know this doesn't always mean that your kids are going to be exactly the same, but it does mean that children will inherit a tendency to act a certain way hmm. and that shouldn't be ignored. That's, that's what this like article or whatever said. And, um, but it, it did say at the end of the day, what matters most is the conscious choices a person makes on a daily basis. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, I don't know personally, but, I'm a lot like my dad and obviously we had two different like upbringings. So that could be, it's also true. That could be like the DNA portion of it where, you know, I think that's just what like, it should be like older or like, I I would say mainly older, but would older like siblings, like significantly older, not like a year or two, but like older siblings count as nurture or nature. If they're similar to you, it depends. Like for nature, the prime piece of evidence is twin studies because they say these guys are genetically identical yep. you okay. separate Especially them and at, see yeah, what they separate. do and so then you see oh it yeah. must be genetically based within the same so stuff. i'm not i'm not saying one of you guys should should take twins at birth but i'm saying someone needs to do it at some point it's been done it's it's just usually happens on accident uh, no i'm talking about like like for real not on accident 
you should but then, you, but then we could find out that's what i'm saying like, like they're ethical one person they're one person needs there. to needs to sacrifice but for the greater good that is an ethical we're talking about a different issue you can have my firstborn twin okay all right i think uh i think that's a good segue not at all but <laughs> to, to topic two which is um do mo- do movies predict the future i think we're gonna make Corey talk first here because this was his idea and i i didn't understand the question too much because i just i don't understand like yeah I, I, here okay I'll, I'll, I'll provide some backstory like okay. let's say let's say okay here i'll give an example first maybe that maybe that'll connect the audience more so back to the future too okay first of all they have they've have hover they've hover like skateboards okay we have the technology now to have hover skateboards we do have hover skateboards they're just not commercially commercially available yet back when they made back to the future too uh they didn't know that hoverboards were going to be a thing they just added that as a part of the movie so i'm saying like like movies that were made back in the day did they have things that weren't relevant in that when when the movie was made but are relevant now well the thing about that movie is it's back to the future and like that whole movie is premised around what's the future gonna yeah be they didn't like. know what about like regular casual movies they didn't know i i have some i have some more examples for that but they well, didn't know that what the future was gonna no, hold they no, just no. guessed well it stemmed from a desire what happened is they made the movie and they put that hoverboard in there because it stemmed from a desire and that desire is what caused us to push forward in this you know the science community and actually make that okay but i wouldn't okay. say the movie is what pushed for that i would say that those happened independently all right how about this then um and back to the future too they went all the way to the year 2015 okay mm-hmm. that's the year they traveled to um and they went to a movie theater in that movie most movies were available in 3d also the movies that were in theaters were just never-ending sequels like i think i don't remember the exact specific but it was like jurassic 45 that was up there so you look at the movies today like star wars run star wars what episode 9 yeah 10 yeah and you look at Marvel too. This is a tw- the Endgame was a twenty second yeah. Marvel movie. I I know I know those standalones, so technically they weren't sequels, but they fit in with the overall story. And Jurassic Park, you can look at that. Jurassic World is like, yeah. I think they're on their fourth or fifth one now. I don't I don't think that that is a movie predicting the future though. I think that's a. Uh, you're seeing. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know um here i have a couple more examples i don't I don't want to dominate this topic okay. but i was just kind of interested um in robocop okay robocop the movie back in the day again i don't i don't have the specifics of all the times these movies came out but it predicted that facial recognition was going to be like a driving force of society and iphone xr iphone x whatever they have uh facial recognition um also it predicted that detroit would become a crime-ridden city and back in the day, it was like it was big in the automotives, but now it's you look at Detroit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on Detroit. I'm just saying, I guess it's a nice city. Yeah, you're right. Danny Amendola is going there. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I think it's definitely the fact that like it's it's futuristic movies, just kind of predicting what what they want. Kind of like what Michael said. Like the one of the example, one of the examples that I had um, uh, is like the Star Trek, like the original Star Trek that came out in 1966. Uh, they kind of like predicted, or not predicted, but like uh, Captain Kirk or whatever, he had a cell phone. And that went, and then cell phones weren't made till 1973, and that was a little bit afterwards. But I think definitely what Michael said, like it's definitely more of a mixture of people who who wish things were a certain way or like wanted things to be things, 
and then they make movies about it or whatever and then people see those movies and like want them to be a reality so i think it's like a little cycle yeah see okay no i do agree with that i didn't i didn't think about that beforehand however you have movies like enemy of the state came out in 1998 okay um it predicted that the nsa was going to spy on our phone calls and search history like and back in 1998 this was like never thought of because the internet was still kind of coming up you know people still had do you think they'll spy on our podcast do you I'm sure they will. I mean, they can. Don't, don't say anything. It's it's allowed. Terrorist it's related. Okay, stop. I just, hey, I'm just I'm just putting this out. Okay, I'm just putting this out on the line. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, there's 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 a couple of them here. I, I just want to list this one before we go on to the next topic. But Jurassic Park, you know, it's all centered around, uh, you know, society having the ability to bring back dinosaurs based off of DNA. You know, from I don't know, skin, whatever, hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now we are working to reproduce a woolly mammoth. Let that sink in. Okay. We're producing a we, woolly we mammoth. Do, we right have now. a topic like just about that later on. So do you want to put a pin in that? Um, about yeah, g- genetic we, editing? We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloning? Okay. Yeah. yeah we can. We'll put a pin in that one for now. Just this is just interesting, you yeah. know. We're just we're just begging the uh, idea of. Well, yeah, but we can have a conversation about that. And I, I just want to wait till later in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think you guys are against me in this whole movies predicting the future thing. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying movies predict the future. I'm just saying it's an accidental thing. Like they add something in that like wasn't relevant to right. when the movie came out, and then later in life you're like, no, Prick. like that's actually like true today, that's, and that could be fair. a motivation. I just I think it stems from a desire, mm-hmm. and that desire goes in two different directions are the people who have that desire and make a movie with that desire and the people in a science community who have that desire and make something real all right all right so the next topic is a real something all right that was that was a good intro it's gonna hurt the brain i'm not gonna lie to you i i think this is cool i think you want to you want to introduce us to this topic I don't. I don't know what the topic is. We didn't tell him this topic. Oh, that's right, Frick. Oh God. Okay, yeah. So we're actually the guests that come on this podcast. We're giving you guys some topics so you can research about it, but then other opinionated topics we're going to leave up for debate um, right in the moment. Is so that, the topic is time travel. Yeah, time travel. So I don't. I don't know. Do you want me to start off, or do you want to start off? I mean, I got a lot of stuff. You go first, though. All right. So. Currently, right now, close your eyes. Okay, we are traveling at a rate of one hour per hour. I agree. Okay, that makes I sense. just want to make sure that we're all we're all on the same page. That makes here. sense. All right, so time travel is theoretically the question of can we speed up that hour or slow it down? You know, so we're more talking about time travel in the future than the past right now. So we should touch on both because they're both yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. This this is more relevant to to today. So things like when, when you're a very fast object, okay, things just seem slower around you because everyone, everything else is slower, you know? So technically, let's just say you were a light particle. Okay. You're moving really fast. Mm-hmm. So everything in relation is really slow. That's, that's like Einstein's relativity. Oh that, yeah. That's his, that's his theory on relativity. So if you like, for, as an example, if you got in a ship flew out into space at the think, speed of light. I think we have the same, okay. the same, do you want me to go yeah, into that? Because I have like the quote. Okay, so this, this is what like the quintessential example of Einstein's theory of relativity is. So say you were, you were 15 years old 
uh, and when you left Earth, you're traveling 99.5% of the uh, speed of light. I don't know why it's that specific. Why well, I don't know why I just said speed of light. Um, anyway, and while you were traveling on that spaceship, you celebrated five birthdays, okay? So now you're 20 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. When you returned home at the age of 20, you would find that all your classmates were 65 years old mm-hmm. because time passed more slowly for you because you were traveling faster. You've, you have only experienced five years of life, mm-hmm. but everyone else have has experienced 50 because you were just going so fast that those five years really... Which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. That's why I like this topic because it's yeah. like... What do you think, Nico? So what you're saying with the example is like... If you're just traveling in a sh- in a spacecraft going like let's just say in a straight line. Yep. And because of your speed that you're moving, time is moving faster. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. Time would be moving slower if you're moving faster. Or, t- or time would be moving right. That, that's what I meant to say. But like, so like, just because of that speed in general would be was making like the time different. Like yeah, you experience you experience a different rate of time. At different speeds. I just want to. I just want to highlight this. I just saw Michael eat a pretzel, and it was the most. It was the, the honestly, I was scared for my life for like <laughs> for like a split second because I didn't want to chew into the mic, so I had to like take off my headphones and kind of walk away for a second to chew this pretzel. Yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. But okay, so that we're talking about the future time travel there. But let's let's talk about going into the past. Okay. A A, do you think do you think that can be achieved? All right, so let's start with this. Using the same theory that you're talking about. Mm. To go backwards, you would need to go faster than the speed of light, which you cannot do. There is no way to go faster. But how, how do we know that? How do we know that the that light is the fastest object? I can run That's, pretty fast. Uh, okay, all right. I just I think just the laws of physics, you cannot go faster than the speed of light. Have you tried? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we okay. First of all, we have to achieve near speed of light anyway. Like, right. But the then, fastest we can go. If is you not... go near speed of light, you're talking about going forward. Yeah. The only when you're talking about going back. Okay. The only way um, would be a wormhole. Did you read about yes. this? Yes. Okay. Well, yes and no. I, I've I've seen some videos and I can't really describe what I've seen because I need to like show you rather than like tell you. Okay. But um, basically, what a wormhole is is it connects two different parts of like the galaxies together, it's, like it, bends yeah, space it and time. Space time. Yeah, it's yeah. a hole through space time. That's crazy to think that that that. That's even like right, but also achievable. It's it's definitely not because you can't alter a wormhole. Yeah. And so if you went through a wormhole, you'd obviously die. But okay. it, say you didn't die. If you went through a wormhole, you would just get spit out at some random yep. point. Yep. Like there's yeah, there's no way to control any of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So think about this. Let's just say you're on a on a planet. Okay. Uh-huh. That's a hundred light years away. Okay. Okay. You take a big telescope. You look at Earth, okay? Earth from, since it's 100 years of, or light years away, that means that when you look at Earth, you're going to be seeing 100 years in the past because the light from Earth bounces off and it takes 100 years to travel to your eye. That's crazy. So is is that traveling in the past? Like, are we talking, but you're you're technically looking at the past though. But you're still in current time. But you could look, yeah, I guess it's realistically looking in the past, but still doesn't make, Something crazy is that if aliens, let's just say there are extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial life, if they looked at earth now, they would most, most likely either see nothing or a dinosaur, like the dinosaur era. 
It's true. I but then, like, that. if they came here, they'd be like, what are these tiny little white apes and other how, colored how apes? How fast do they fly here at the speed of light? I don't know. Die by then. Maybe they took a wormhole and they just spat out right here. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to move on or keep talking about this? Um, we get more evidence? I have more to say, right, but I, I feel I feel content with, with where we are okay. in this in this gathering in this you want to lead us off on four yeah sure okay so topic four is is mathematics i really left this i left this open to any interpretation the way i took it i hate math oh i I love math quick math quick math two plus two is four minus one that's three quick math big shack if you're listening (laughs) if you're listening big shack hit me up on on the insta so Corey, you you had this idea to have this topic Tell, tell me what you got down here okay so I wrote down like like I don't want this to be a, a math history lesson, you know, like an mm-hmm. origin of math, which that's fine, like whatever. But I wanted to discuss like how people created math because you think about it, like who who just sat there and was like the quadratic formula mm-hmm. or like integrals, derivatives. They ca- they created formulas. How are formulas created, or how are like a specific specific math created? That's my question. Well, if you think about it, at some point, someone was just like, I. Right, that's an inch. That's a centimeter. Someone just said they took a distance and they put a number on it. So from the start, it's all human created. So. That's fair. All right. Sorry. I'm opening up links right now. I'm trying to figure out. What do you think, Nico? Um, I've always kind of like thought about that sitting in like any sort of math class. I'm just like, who, who decided this was going to be the way it was? Like why does why does two plus two have to equal four? You know, like that's fair. And there's there's always like a lot of random BS formulas that you'll get shoved in, and like math classes, like you just you kind of wonder like who decided this was gonna be how who decided the result was gonna be this rather than something else. Like I don't exactly. know. Well, um, I'm gonna highlight a couple of just interesting things at how how certain things were created. So, um, do you know what? Do you guys know what sums are? Like we learned this in calc, but sum is like, if you take a sum from one to a hundred, you do one plus two plus three plus four plus five, that, so and all the way up to a hundred. Yeah, okay. So this guy, this guy named Carl Frederick Gauss. I, I don't really know. I don't really know how to pronounce the last name, but he lived in the, uh, he was born in 1777 and he died 1855. Um, so one day his math teacher presented a challenging mathematical problem to a class. So the, the math problem was to add up the numbers starting from one and ending with 100. Okay. Pretty simple. Okay. Well, the, the teacher said go and all the students, you know, started writing down one plus two plus three. They started doing that whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, little boy Gauss over here. Okay. He knew, he knew what's up. Okay. He <laughs> took, he, he knew that if you take one plus 100 that's 101 if you take two plus 99 that's 101 if you take three plus 98 that's 101 uh-huh. everything's going to equal 101 okay mm-hmm. and you go through that 50 times because you know you're approaching 50 yeah okay so you do 101 times 50 and that gives you that gives you 550 and that's how he got the answer he walked up to his teacher said thank you i'll see you later and he was finished in like maybe 10 minutes so he's a smart guy. Yeah, but like that that that's an example of how sums were created. Yeah. Like that 
no one knew that was going to happen, but then it just kind of popped into existence. That's I'm fair. still confused about that. Michael, do you understand that? I am confused. I, no, I understand that, yes. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I it makes sense. I'm just... Uh, I would, you're, you're I would never think that. You're by, um, by the intricacy of this. Okay. Uh, I had another one. Michael, do you want to do you want to take well, take the rein on this? Well, what Nico was saying about like who decided this is going to be right, the whole point of math was to achieve a goal, and so it's not just we created this equation and we decided it was right. It was we found out through a difficult process that, or through a difficult process to achieve this 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 number value or this distance or whatever, we need to use said formula to get there because this form we found out this formula gets us to that point so it's not just some guy was like all right y equals right. X plus b this is this is it bro <laughs> it was they they made it to achieve a goal that's that's fair um i just want to highlight uh euler's formula first of all anyone who calls it euler you don't know math all right yeah, i'm just i'm just being straight mr. up mr collins hands yeah you're gonna you're gonna catch those those clammy fists all right <laughs> so <laughs> So okay, so if any and any of you guys don't know, uh, Euler's formula is e to the i pi plus one equals zero. Okay, so the only thing I'm not I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go too far into what Euler's formula actually does, but I just want to highlight that this is one of the, like the best equations in math because it uses almost all like the variables that we use in math today. It uses e. First of all, e and pi are arbitrary constants that. Mm-hmm are just used, they're used as arbitrary constants, you know, arbitrary meaning like fake almost, but they, they I mean, they, they equal number. Well, they're not arbitrary. They're, they're, constant. they're, they are a constant, right? Maybe they're not arbitrary. Maybe I don't know the definition of arbitrary. Arbitrary is like not meaningful. It's okay. doesn't matter. So E, you, this, this Euler's formula, it uses E, it uses imaginary numbers. It uses pi, it uses one and zero. Just, just let that sink in. It uses like, you're right. No, you're right. I don't know. I just, I just want to, it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful thing. Also, um, I just highlighted the fact that there's, you know, like you know the infinity. You know, you know the the Infin- number well, infinity. It's not a number. It's a concept. It's a concept of infinity. Exactly. Sorry. Think about the concept yes, of yes. infinity. If between zero and one, there are an infinite number of values. But yep, yep, that's not, exactly what I was going to highlight. Not all infinities are equal because between zero and two, there are an infinite number of values. But wouldn't you say that? There is a larger infinite number of values between zero and two than zero yep. and one. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to highlight. There's differing, there's differing levels of infinity. You can go one, two, three, four, five up until infinity, or you can go one point, or you can go one. You can go one point oh 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 one. You can go one point oh. You can. There's an infinite amount of numbers. Between, there are, yeah, there are an infinite values between, between any two zero numbers. and one. Yeah, and there's also an infinite number of values between. You're just like counting up by ones. Wait, so Michael, when you were saying an infinite number of values between one and two, and then there being more infinite number of values between well, think about two it. and three, is it, isn't the distance that. between zero and two infinite? So, so you're saying it's greater? Like, no, no. Okay, okay, well, okay. The di- we, we agree between the distance between zero and one is one unit. Okay, and the distance between zero and two is two units. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, there are an oh, infinite you, number thought... of values between zero and one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant. Uh, but like the same amount of values between zero and one, and then one and two. I didn't mean. Oh I didn't no no no! I, no zero, two, zero, one. zero and okay. one, and then zero to two. Yes, then in that, in that sense, yes. All right, I think I think I'm done with this topic. Yeah, I just I just want to highlight, like, the the more interesting parts of math, 
Right, that was pretty interesting as a I as agree. a non math liker, Nico. I still hate math, dude. I refuse to. I did this do for math. you. I did this for you. All right, so the next one, I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for it. I'm not gonna lie to you, but the question is, what is the hardest sport? Golf. You say golf? No. Yeah, and that's that's a negative. Um. Now I determine the most difficult sport. Okay, let me give you some disclaimers first. All right, this 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 rant I'm about to give you. Is gonna end with me telling you my sport is the best. Okay, <laughs> obviously I'm biased. I knew. It. Well, okay, are you obviously. talking about martial arts or boxing? Because technically, you don't. Just let me get through the okay, whole thing. Okay, sorry. All right. Sorry. Um, and also, where you talk when I'm when I'm talking about these sports, I'm talking about the competition of the sports, not the the training going in. Okay. So. So comp- So competitive. Right. I'm, I'm talking about when play. when you're competing, not okay. when you're training to compete. Okay. All right. So I think the hardest sport. Is the one with the biggest ass. All right. Let me tell you, ass is an acronym. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, was about to say, I had no. I don't know what you mean. Ass is athleticism, skill, approach to being better at one thing. Okay. One physical thing, not a one skill. Physical. One okay. physical. So that is cross country track. What you're doing in those things, you are running. All right. Or yep. weightlifting. Yes. Yes. You are lifting weights and you are constantly doing the same thing to get better at it mm-hmm. and make your body more physically fit right. and more capable of doing yeah. it. And so you beat on your craft over and over again. So you run faster, you lift more weight. All right. All right. That is what I mean by athleticism. Okay. When I talk about skill, okay, I'm talking about something that you have to grind on to be better at. So I'm not okay. talking about right. like to be faster. I'm talking about catching a ball. Okay. If you're a wide receiver, you're yep. catching a lot of passes. Yep. You're yep. catching over and over, and you do like it over and skill. over. Yes, yep. over and over and over and over and over again to be good at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then strategy is is the mind game. All right. The you have to game plan or you have to make decisions based on what you're seeing. Okay. It is the outside. It's the coaching. It's the outside looking in. Yep. It's saying yep. to deal with this issue, I like need to chess. do this specific yeah. thing. Yep. Yes. You're looking at moves. Okay. So when we're talking about what is the hardest sport. We have to eliminate, I think it is only fair to eliminate the sports that are only, that are dominated by just one of those three things, all right? So I eliminate uh, running sports, okay? So okay, yeah, because that's dominant, uh, yeah. I yeah, so I'm, I'm eliminating cross country and track. And I'm not saying there's no skill and there's no strategy. I'm saying that athleticism is the focus. Because I understand that there is there is strategy and there is skill to deciding when you're supposed to use your limited reserve of uh, energy, okay? So in the last however many meters, you give it your all. In the beginning, you reserve this much, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, okay? Yep. So there is strategy, I agree. But it is heavily dominated by athleticism because when you go to practice, you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running. Same with weightlifting, okay? You're doing the same action over and over again mm-hmm. to make your body better, yep. to, to, to be able to do more, Okay. I, was, I, fu- I put swimming in the same category as uh, running. All right. So, that's those are the ones I'm taking out first. Okay. Also, I think it's only fair to remove the sports with a lack of athleticism. All right? Okay. So, golf? Is that... I, I'm saying golf. All right? Okay. So, definitely golf. Okay, golf. I'm sorry. Bowling. Golfers out there. <laughs> but, okay. But, I'm talking... I think the only sports that... I would, I would I would keep that I haven't kicked out of this my list yet are the ones that have constant play. The ones I keep are the ones with constant play. 
So if you take so baseball, let's talk about baseball. Okay, baseball. I'm, t- you, I'm you, thinking baseball right you now. You spend at least fifty percent, maybe more of your time, either standing or doing nothing. Oh no. Okay. 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 That's fair. That's fair. So, eat like. I do not deny that when someone's pitching 90-something miles an hour at you and you got to hit that ball, there's a lot of skill there. Yeah, right? a lot, a of, lot skill. of skill. But is the athleticism there? I don't think so, all right? And it's, it's, it is when you're you know, running bases or whatever. There is, there is athleticism, but I think it's more limited than other sports, all right? So now you're down to sports like soccer. Okay. Okay. Think I love soccer. It. Go, uh, go, I, Manchester United. Right. This is a little. I hate soccer. I hate everything about soccer. Soccer's stupid. Hey, okay. yeah. I, I want to talk about that for like a split second. I just, okay. I just want to know why. Why? I just don't like it. I, it's, it's the most united sports. Uh, no, I sport agree. In, I, the, in the whole entire world. I just don't I like. Just don't see how it's fun. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I don't mm. see how it's fun, and I don't like the culture behind it. I think mm. I just. I think everyone who plays soccer is not everyone. I think on a professional level, I think that they are. I don't know what the right word is. I just don't like them. Your okay? haircut, Corey. The haircut I'm looking at right mm. now. That's what all soccer kids wear. That's good because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sexy human being in my opinion. Okay, okay. So back, back to what <laughs> I'm saying here is I think that sports with constant movement that involves – so let's talk about soccer. So it has constant movement. Check, right? You're yep. not taking time check, off. Check, double check. Discount Skill, double check. Shooting a soccer ball, you know, is difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it requires yep. skill. Mm-hmm. Also, the dribbling and the whatever else you do yep. – there's skill there. Yep. And you also can't deny strategy. All right. There's a lot of strategy to to put bodies where you need bodies to open up lanes and score. Okay. Yep, I agree. So there's a lot of strategy. So so soccer, as much as I hate it, I think is up there. Okay. That's a bold move. That's a bold right. statement. Also, this this not soccer is not my sport. I hate soccer. The my sport that I think is even better is is grappling sports. Okay. Grapple. Okay. So you're talking about wrestling. You're yep. talking about submission grappling. However, any of those. Yep. yep. All right, because athleticism, you need crazy cardio. Okay. Yep. Crazy cardio. Skill to be able to execute those, you know, takedowns, submissions, whatever you want to do, it requires a lot of skill. And the strategy is obvious because I, I have to react and do different things based on what you're doing. This leg is here. I can't do what I want to do. Your at body's here. Point, I can't do what I want to do. At what point is it instinct and not strategy, though? You know. Well, you beat you. You learn the strategy over and over again, and you, you right. learn what's the, like the ideas behind it, and so it becomes instinct, but it's still strategy. All right, all right. So yeah, that's so yeah. the one with so sports with the best combination of athleticism, skill, and strategy are the ones that I would describe as the hardest sports. All right, yeah. So I'm I'm on the same page for the first half of my argument. I, that's kind of confusing, but I just I just looked it up, and ESPN did this whole like ranking of what's the hardest sport and they took people from the uh, olympic committee and you know they they had they had 10 people or no wait they had yeah 10 10 people from the at the uh olympic committee vote on 10 categories from one to 10 from a scale from one to 10 so mm-hmm. they you know they, they voted on endurance strength power speed agility flexibleness uh, or flexibility um endurance or i already said endurance but like duration of the game you know all that stuff okay so the one that had the highest average of all of them was boxing they had obviously you need you need endurance you need speed you need agility you need you need uh endurance i think that also 
falls under yeah. all my criteria. Mm-hmm. So I think we agree on that. The second one, surprisingly, is ice hockey. I don't. I mean, but also we're under my criteria. Also, constant cardio, a lot of skill to be able to skate mm-hmm. like that and control the puck. Yep. And strategy, just like soccer. Yeah, football. Football is three. But I just I, I want to highlight I want to highlight some some sports that are are lesser known. Okay. okay. You know. So first of all, is water polo. Okay, water polo is extremely hard for for three reasons, in my opinion. You have to tread water, which mm-hmm. it's highly you have to have endurance. The whole time. You, you have tread to hold, water the whole time, yeah, which you, is crazy. Yeah, it, the, the pool is like twelve feet deep. I would. I would drown. Yeah, yeah. Second thing is fear of drowning. I'm I'm kind of scared of drowning. Not gonna lie. Uh-huh, yeah. And when when men are trying to push me down to <laughs> to try to get to the yes. goal, dude, there's a there's a slight fear. There's a, there's a slight sure. fear sure. of drowning. The third one is like strength to body people and to throw into the goal, mm-hmm. you know, in water too. and their, their strategy to that, you know, that you have to do that. I just, I just think that we should highlight this. I'm not necessarily saying that that's the hardest sport, but I think it's definitely up, it's there. up there. Yeah. Um, okay. Now this is going to be interesting. This, the second one I wrote down was Aussie rules. Okay. I don't think you've no ever guys. Yeah. It's Australian football. Okay. It's a mix between football and rugby. All right. First of all, rugby is also incredibly difficult. The, the field is the biggest field in any, in any sport. How it, big it, is it? Yeah, it's the same size as a cricket field. I don't know if you've ever seen like a cricket I have field, no idea. but basically you can fit. You can probably fit five football fields. It's just a big circular okay. field. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's huge. So basically, there's there's goalposts at both sides of the field, and you have to kick the ball through the middle uprights to get like six points. And if you hit the uprights, it's one point. Okay. So not only do you have to do that, you have to bounce the rugby, the rugby looking ball, every every sixteen every sixteen yards. Like if you're running with the with it, you have to bounce it on the ground okay. to be able to continue going. Or you either have to hit it with your fist to the other person, or you have to kick the ball to the other person. Okay. okay? There are there are forward passes. You can like you can hit the ball forward, um, and to catch a ball, you can spring off of another person's back. So in in the sport a lot, you see you see opponents jumping off of each other's back. Like they'll jump onto them and just spring off of their back. It's, it's insane. It's, it's one of the crazy. craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, but again, I'm just, I'm just highlighting LC rules rather than saying yeah. this is the hardest sport. But y- if you guys should look up LC rules, there's a video. Can you spell it? Uh, a U S S I E rules. Like, like I'll see like okay. an Australian person. There's a, um, it's, it's called AFL. That's like the, uh, the acronym for it. Okay. And um, so they're stealing our ideas. Yeah, basically. If you look up AFL, there's a video detailing that I watched it last night, uh, detailing all the rules, and you, you'll see how in- insane the sport is. It is crazy. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm up next, and I'm not saying that the two sports that I was going to talk about was water polo and Aussie rules, but the two sports that I was going to talk about were water polo and Aussie rules. <laughs> You probably you probably came across the same a similar article to what I saw then. I'm a little upset right now, not gonna lie, but I think it's fine. All right, tell tell me why you think those are the hardest sports then. Um, well, I, I initially had put water polo down just because of exa- everything that you had said, mm-hmm. uh, the the treading water for a ridiculous amount of time and and, and all that, um, and then uh, and then I also had a little subsection here on on the Australian football. You know, Aussie rules, and um, and I wrote down 
there how Aussie Rules is like only really played in Australia and nobody really knows about it and it's the huge oval field kind of thing and all that. I wrote pretty much all the stuff that you said and Dang, that's emotional. Yeah, I'm. I gotta go. I gotta. Yep. Are right, you see, see, buddy? <laughs> see, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, never. I guess. I don't know. Okay. We're gonna move on. Do you wanna do you wanna introduce the the sixth topic? So our sixth topic is i just want to have a disclaimer the so all this stuff is kind of coming up is going to be political in a way you know i'm gonna we're gonna try to refrain from being super political about this but um we're we're gonna present the facts as we usually do Mm -hmm. and uh we're gonna make an argument for or against these certain things but uh, i just want to have that disclaimer before we started so the first one or the sixth one i guess is about gene editing and cloning and whether it is a ethical and b wise so you want to go first um this is your topic so i think you should take it all the way or we should we let nico let's, let's yeah. let nico go first How do you New feel about this? okay um now i don't have too much um of, of research done onto this topic it just i throughout my life i haven't really thought about it too much but um it has come across in my mind a few times in in the topic of of, of cloning and editing what desired traits and, and whatnot of characteristics of, of certain creatures. And I think it's, I just think it's not necessary in a way. I think it, it has potential to be really cool and interesting and potentially beneficial. Um, but I just think there's too many things that can go wrong and it, it, it's just not really worth it. What's your, what's your opinion on, um, on steroids or like performance enhancing drugs? Even if they're legal or, or illegal, you know, you can make that argument. I just think the the whole issue with that is you're really just cheating yourself in, in that way. Like, Well, but shouldn't you be able to do what you want? Of I course. Mean, no, of course. No, okay. So in competition, so if you're a weightlifter and you're mm-hmm. on roids, the advantage is clear and it's unfair. But if you're not competing, shouldn't you be able to do what you want? Oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm not gonna sit here and judge you, but I feel like also, um, you're you're boosting what is achievable by yourself in in a way. And of course, obviously, a person who's on a mad amount of roids, and someone who's who doesn't do that stuff and just wakes up, goes to the gym, goes home, and no no stuff like pre workout, extra protein that they're taking in. First of all, pre workout like is that. incredible, and you're not going to talk crap about pre workout. No, I'm not saying See, I'm not talking okay, crap. About I, I, I kind of agree with. So, with but at the here. same time, you're going to go home being like, "Oh, I I did that all myself." Um, and, I, and that's the I, thing. When I first started going to the gym, like last year, a little bit before that, um, I, I had like a lot of people uh, that that were all taking a ridiculous amount of protein shakes throughout the day. And they're all on pre-workout and doing stuff, and and I, I saw an improvement in myself when I when I was when I was still first working out. I saw a mad imp- like a crazy amount of improvement in myself in that first few months, and I was like, oh, I did that all by myself, yada yada yada, and I felt like good about that. But then if you go to people who are who are taking all these enhancements and doing all this stuff, like yeah, you're doing it yourself, but you're 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 boosting to what something that you can do i, I guess okay. it's almost just like saving time but that still then well okay I, but for, first sense. you got to separate into two categories illegal and legal okay mm-hmm. okay so, so what what are the kind of legal uh so ones l- are we talking like about like how far to, are we going things to boost you legally are like you talked about pre-workout okay okay would you consider just regular protein shakes a form of 
performance enhancing drugs no because no. you are they're they're taking protein and they're just chucking it into a bottle no you're just making it more condensed you're, yeah you're putting a lot into it right, i just want to yeah space. i just want to clear that up and like how far we're going with uh, i would say with protein shakes it's it's the same thing as going home and just eating a huge okay. cow yeah. you know yeah, just, i agree okay that's i'm in the same with that and what so, are you saying michael i lost my train of thought uh, there Protein, or uh, you're talking about pre-workout and illegal, illegal and illegal. Right, and so, so if you're talking about it, like from in, for like illegal drugs, okay, so you're talking about steroids. Yeah, you you didn't you didn't earn it, okay? You took roids. Yeah, but <laughs> Nico takes roids, so I'm just kidding. Dude, he just he just whispered <laughs> over to me and he said he said this is hilarious because I take illegal <laughs> I take illegal drugs. So no, but. I understand what you're saying that if from your point of view, okay, and so you want to earn it. I want these colossal biceps, right? Right. That's the goal. Um, it is more rewarding if you earn it. That's yeah. that's yeah. obvious, okay? But then should should steroids be illegal? Just cause, I mean... Just because, yeah, just because you want to earn it and just because... Well, I think it, it, the reason I think that it's, it's more legal is just because of the health like side well, effects. for sure, for sure, for sure. that's obviously something that not a normal person or anyone really should be putting in their bodies to begin for with. For sure, absolutely. But let's put that aside for a second. Okay, so let's just say all were legal. Let's... Is that what okay, you're let, No, no, I'm saying that health side effects aside... Is it a reason? It's not a. I'm saying it's not a reason to be illegal. I think you should be able to do with your body what you want to do. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. But I think if you're just, um, you can then you can take do whatever you want, do your own thing. Um, but I wouldn't say like, let's say I went and take took a bunch of steroids, got super big, and I was like one of the biggest guys in the world. I wouldn't. You didn't earn it. I didn't earn it, and I I I can't tell people that I earned it. So now we're we're kind of deviating from the actual topic, which is gene editing. So I think we're. I think. I understand your opinions on this stuff, but let's make it clear. Let's let's go back to gene editing and let's talk about okay. that specifically. So I think this is a key example of people are focused on can we do it and not focused on should we do it. I think that, okay, so it has a lot of positive effects. So when you're talking about curing diseases, there's a, it is very helpful in stopping problems before they happen. If you're genetically predisposed to get this cancer or be blind or anything, you we can fix that, and I think that's awesome. So gene editing in that um, aspect is good, but when you're talking about it, just hey, I'm having a kid. I want to make this kid with blue eyes, and I want to make them this smart, and I want to make them this size. I think. You're getting into a really um, scary area because you're taking away the ability, the human, like the human well, effect. The, okay, but I'm talking about from a, like a wealth standpoint. If you're super wealthy and you oh. have this ability to edit your kids, so that that's something. And so you you make your kid a genius. That seems inher- inherently unfair. So you're gonna say like you're saying that the it's going to create a greater divide between the rich and the poor right. in terms of everything. I think, I think it's inherently unfair. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. I wrote, I wrote, I'm kind of similar with you. Like I said, yes, they sh- it should be allowed or sh- whatever, but it, it has, it has to be regulated. Yes. Yeah. You know, extremely. I think it's, 
I think if there's a way that we can edit a gene out to prevent a hereditary disease, I think if if we don't take that, if we don't say yes to that, that's the same as not giving someone chemotherapy mm-hmm. for cancer or 100%. or whatever. But you know, every time you legalize something and but regulate it, there's always that illegal factor to it. You know, there's always we say we say. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't think of an example right now. But you know, there's there's drugs out there that are illegal. Right. You know, and now now that now that America is legalizing marijuana and stuff, there's that's fine. That's fine. But it just it's hard to regulate like stuff like once you legalize part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but how would you want to? That's a different question. That's a, that's a different yeah, question. Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah. But like, I get what you're saying though. Like whether it's legal or not, like the the like, let's say it's it's not legal, it's still going to be there. And if you legalize some things of it, people are going to be, like, still wanting to, to do other things with it. And, you know, like, yeah, let's yeah. say kids versus, like, you want your kids to be cool versus someone treating someone with cancer. Yeah. People are still going to want the other way around. Like, That's fair. Regardless. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so I said that it's ethical to gene edit a certain disease out or, like, increase the longevity of something. But it's unethical if we use our genes to increase strength or a yeah. specific trait. I agree. Um, but that's just, that's so hard because like, how do you, like, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, the legal, the legal firms that you go in, you take your kid or whatever, and they edit a gene out and he's comes out cured. But then there's also going to be those off market ones that you go in, put your kid in a little tube comes out yoked as frick he's six <laughs> four you know what i'm saying that there's going to be those yeah regardless there's always going to be the downside to it and that's why that's the debate of whether we like should keep doing this or we should just stop yeah I th- well i think we agree on regulated it's okay have you heard the um this is, this is going off topic a little bit but have you heard the conspiracy theory that there's a there's a cure for cancer but you know it costs more money for the individual that has cancer to pay for chemotherapy rather than just a one-time cure no yeah the conspiracy is that there's already a cure for cancer but all the uh, hospitals health businesses and all that stuff are making more money without that with the cure not and like treating cancer patients rather than just curing i believe people are inherently better than that yeah i think there has to be one person along the line that releases evidence Yeah, because if you because if you have a cure for cancer there's not just one person who knows about it there's a group of people yeah so because if all those businesses are colluding Mm. then there there's there's got to be someone who's like, hey, maybe this is morally wrong, yep. and so no, I don't. I don't. I, it just. I think people are inherently better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Maybe maybe we should have a, a topic for conspiracy theories on mm-hmm. the next week's mm-hmm. podcast. I think that's a good idea for sure. I'll write, I'll write it down right now. Moon landing. Moon landing. <laughs> the moon is fake. Uh, right. When the moon is bigger, the projector just got moved a little closer to the screen. All I'm saying is, government. you didn't see any birds around when the government was shut down. Trump is a bird. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I, I didn't even know. What, I, I just didn't know what to say for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we didn't really touch on cloning, though. Oh. So when you talk about cloning, we talked about the, the what did you tell, woolly mammoth earlier? The the woolly mammoth. Yeah. I don't know. I did the, the Wheatland's uh, so, impression. So for could, <laughs> could we clone it? Probably. Over, like We may not be there scientifically now, but we're almost there. Oh, we're... We're close. We're knocking on the door. My thing is like, like, do you put the woolly mammoth inside of like an elephant for it to develop? Like, how do you? I, I don't even know how. No, well, they made they made a sheep, just in like in a plastic bag. 
Oh, they it just, looks like like the, it, the like, plastic bag sheep. <laughs> no, but it, it, it it's a man-made thing. Wasn't it? Didn't it die early though? It did die. It did yeah. die early. I forgot. It's Dolly. 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 Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is confirmed <laughs> a clone. No. Um. So should we be cloning extinct animals? No. Because I think there's a reason they went extinct. You know, I don't want to get too far into like natural selection here, mm-hmm. but um, you're about to trigger a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and we just back off. Homo, homosexual, Homo sapiens. What? What? <laughs> I just, I just want to create uh, more controversy by saying something that is like. Okay. So um, cloning. Should we do it? I, I believe. Um, there's. Again, that's my whole like not necessary thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need two of me. I don't need two of my. Well, I, I could use two of what Michael. What if you two of you? I could have two of Michael. <laughs> no, I, I can I can confirm. I do not need. To, I need. I do not need a cloned Corey. I I couldn't handle. I'd probably. Yeah. I'd probably. I, 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 that would yeah. be funny. Um, yeah. I just don't think that's that's something that it's more of like a desire and a want. I'm, okay, this, but I'm not talking about back. cloning you. I'm talking about should we clone like this breed of giraffes that went extinct hundreds of years ago. Should we bring it back just for you know, just to see it? Just to see it. Mm. To say we can do it. I think maybe just to see if we're if we're technology or technologically there, but not. It should not become a practice of. That's that's tough. I want to make a zoo with all extinct animals. No, that'd be it'd be highly profitable. People Jurassic would go. Park. Jurassic it sounds Park. a little Jurassic Parkish yeah, to me. And those didn't go well. This is how Jurassic Park sounds. This is yeah, how it I'm starts. Just, no wait, what's the newer ones that are out? Jurassic World. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah. See, I'm. There's just it's a great idea in theory. I'm telling you, movies predict the future. It all goes back to that. Like we're we're connecting all, all the right, topics. All right, now. So here's the question: In your lifetime, do you think you'll see a saber-toothed tiger in a zoo? Mm, no. In I'm your lifetime, no. no. There's just too many barriers you need to cross. But are there? We're already cloning stuff. Yeah, we have then, DNA from dead have to, stuff. It, there's just so many more, like things though, because that DNA could be obstructed over time. You know, you yes. don't you don't just a uh, pluck a hair out. Well, of you're right, tooth. but then I bet some of it's not abstracted. Maybe okay. There's there's a chance, but then once you clone some of it, what 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 animal is its host? You have to put it in. You don't another... have to. You don't have. Yeah, I'll show you. Let me. I can show you a picture of. They literally have cloned things or tried to clone things in a in a man made uterus thing. Like <laughs> oh my it's. Gosh. It looks like a plastic bag. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> So is that is that science saying that uteruses just look like plastic bags? All right, what? I I have no idea how to. I don't know. What answer to say that. To that. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna look up some images here and see if I can find Dolly the sheep here in a plastic bag. Dolly, Dolly the sheep in a freaking plastic bag. Maybe they didn't do Dolly in a plastic what about bag. Zip there, there was what one what of them that did in a plastic in, bag. What if you walked into the to the lab that day? And just a sheep is in a Ziploc. <laughs> like, dude, I'm telling you, Ziplocs are, okay. are amazing. I don't know if they made Dolly in a plastic bag, but I know they have made something in a plastic bag. What were we just talking about? Let's let's get back on Gene cloning. Topic. I think I think it really wraps up the topic. Yeah, I, I, think, wanna... we, I think we should. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Move on to the next one. So the next one is about uh, our culture and what you are. Right, which and bads, the goods and bads, and which you're proud. most proud of in your culture, and which you're least proud of in your culture. I think Nico should go first. Being a being a Cuban, for uh, how do you feel? So first of all, are we are we talking about culture, as in like my culture here in uh, Florida, friends growing up, 
people, USA Today, or however talk, you want to answer the question. Are we talking culture? Like I am Cuban. Maybe that a little kind both. Of culture. You know, whatever. I think whatever you want to answer. Whatever. I think you, a little both because I think of something you're proud most of. Proud, or most proud of Fidel Castro. Least proud of Fidel Castro. That was probably the, one of the most sincere and emotional answers I've ever heard in my life. There's just so much, some so much emotion behind that. Do you want? Do you want to elaborate? Um, all right, not not in the Cuba aspect. Let's talk about as youth in America. What are you proud of? What are you not proud of? I am at least proud of Fortnite. Facts. Uh, I would, I would, I would, I would hate that. I also hate the uh, um, education system in America. I think it's garbage. Um, are you talking about like what kind of education system? What? How? How far does that go? The K through twelve education system. I would say the college education system is not much better, but since it is privatized, it does make it a little. It's just expensive. Yes. I think it's a very. I think our university college system is very, very good. I just think that the expense, and nowadays it's Quality near required. Isn't cheap, yeah, it's it's Quality required now though. If you want to talk about the healthcare issue, everyone wants free healthcare until you need healthcare. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's fair. That's facts. All right, you want to elaborate, Nico? Um, but yeah, I would I would say those are my least two. Um, uh, Fortnite and then public education. Okay. okay. Um, what are you then, proud of? Tell me what you're proud of. Give me some I, positivity. What I'm proud of, um, I'm not entirely sure here. Uh, wow. There's, there's, you know, people are great and things are great. Um, I would say most proud of would uh, probably just be uh, whatever Corey's most proud of. People are great and things are great. That's all he's got. What a, what a great, what a great argument for that. I'm not entirely sure. I'm gonna go ahead and pass the torch onto uh, Corey. All right. All right. Um, I'll start off with the least proud. I'll go. I'll go. Bad news first. Good news second. Okay. So we can end off on that. Uh, least proud of. You know, these are kind of stereotypes, but Americans are obese. You know. Okay. That's not necessarily youth culture, but I I definitely think in our culture too, there's some unfit people. That's fair. And as three people that go to the gym, you know, yeah. I just don't know how I could live without it. Um, also, there's one of us here who's still obese. At Nikolov. Yeah, our guest. I just don't think that's fair <laughs> to say. Um, the second thing is I think American culture is a little selfish. Like, I think we're, we're in it for ourselves, and sometimes we need to, like, take it back, take a step back and be like, you know, we could really help. We could really help a brother out right now. Um, also, the now, see, this is where it gets political. I'm not going to necessarily say my opinions. I'm just going to say what I, what I see, and that's um, – the a the political party divide, you know, mm. Republicans, Democrats. That's not political. That's just factual. Yeah, they're divided. They're, they're divided, and I think that's really like tearing America apart. There's I think a, we can agree on there's that. There's a lack of ability to compromise. Um, and I think that comes also from people not trusting authority in the government. Um, meaning which they shouldn't. Like Democrats right now, are looking at you know, the Republican president and being like he's not doing a great job. Republicans did the same thing for Obama. You know. It's true. And sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta say, you know, you gotta sell your differences and be like, you gotta lead us one way or another. And Corey, um, you should be president. Yeah, the most, the most proud of, I think, um, the work ethic of Americans is unlike anything other, like, even business. The work ethic of comes from capitalism. Capitalism, baby. Competition. Good Competition bucks. really stri- really promotes work ethic. Um, also, in like times of need historically like banded together you know Mm -hmm. the civil war you can make an argument that we separated but still like people banded together for whatever for the veterans of the union we we did so i I saw something like to speak on that i saw something at one point where um 
I saw someone said 9-11 was terrible, but 9-12 was maybe one of the best days in American history for unity. Yeah, and I, wrote, I would agree. A- everyone was waving the American flag. Everyone mm-hmm. was as a unit together. Yeah, the standing absolute, in unison. The absolute freaking unit. Yeah, America's the unit. Um, also, we tr- we treat veterans with a lot of respect. I think some of the viewers here are going to disagree because you know there, there's evidence I don't know that you know Americans are not respecting veterans, but I think as a general thing America if i if i see a veteran walk into you know a restaurant i'm gonna be like that's a great guy he served yeah that's our you though you were you were raised right is the thing yeah there's not it's that's just not true for everyone yeah that's fair um i think also america created a lingua franca that's like mm-hmm. you know modernized language uh, i think america definitely made that true for english um since america is basically the source of like entertainment and content, whether that's music, uh, movies, podcasts. I'm just saying, America right now. My water bottle just went flying. I was doing the hand gestures, um, and I think I think youth culture nowadays, America is very unique, and I think we have a lot of unique people that serve different aspects of life. Okay, so my answer is shorter. Um, what I'm not proud of is the stigma uh, and this general idea about the youth in America that they're lazy and they don't work hard and they have short attention spans and all this stuff. Because is there is there evidence to support it? Yes. But as part of the youth in America, I don't see myself that way. And that's yeah, why I don't I, think I yeah. see any the, of us in this room right now. Right, and that that's why I find it annoying and... Essentially, I'm saying step up your game, okay, to the youth in America. All the slackers out there, step up your freaking game. All right, and what I'm proud of is deviates a little from what you guys said, and I'm proud of this damn country, all right? I love this country to death. I love everything about it. It's really emotional right there. That is emotional. How does it feel being a Cuban and uh, him just crapping your country like that? No, I didn't crap his country. I just said my country's better in every Michael, way. You, you essentially just said that I am garbage. You racist and Nazi. Whoa! whoa! <laughs> I think we should go to the other, the next topic. Let's hit, uh, let's hit that last topic to, to wrap it all up. Um, this this is a pretty big topic. This is less political, more factual. So okay, well there there is a political side, but I'm gonna try to keep it on the just the concept, okay? And so the question is, um, about the gold standard and whether we should be on a gold standard for our currency. I think the answer is yes. Now, there are political reasons to say no. But when you think about it, the idea at its core, we definitely need a gold standard. Okay? For all you guys that don't know what a gold standard is, it's um, basically for every dollar we have, it amounts to a specific amount of gold that is stored in the Federal Reserve or stored in the government. It's a, it's a materialistic thing that backs up our money. Right, so it's it's backed by money and so when you take so let's just talk about gold for a second if i if i have my brick of gold and i go anywhere in the world and i I can sell it to someone and they'll give me something for my gold because gold as a precious metal is coveted okay so it is something valuable it's actually value that everyone values so when we back the u.s dollar with gold the u.s dollar is worth gold and not just the government says it's worth something 
Because when you think about it, you know, when, when everything hits the fan, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Everything hits the fan. When Very likely to happen. When yeah. everything hits the fan, your, your paper dollar is going to be worth... Yeah, it's like the Confederate money. It's, it's not, it's, it needs to be backed by something. You, you made your money. It needs to be backed by something. And also, when, you're just, when you just print money endlessly... Okay, and you, as the government, you just decided that, hey, this dollar is worth this, and I'm going to print it. Okay? There's a hidden tax on us, the people. Because as they print more money, it our money becomes money. worth less. Yep, it's inflation. Right. Exactly. So, it's, it's, it's like a hidden tax. Because they're taking your, your, not your quantitative value, but actual value. They're taking it from you by printing more money mm-hmm. and not backing it by anything. Yeah, um, I just want to highlight the fact that inflation is the key to any issue that we have in life that and globalization i learned that from ap human geography i just wanted to step back shout out mr maribel mr maribel um you're a real inspiration to my life okay all right nico how do you feel about the gold standard i think it's uh i think having everything backed by the government is is is, is a good thing uh what you pretty much everything you were saying but the only thing is what you were saying when uh when when stuff hits the fan um, that is mostly going to be because either the government turns its back on the people or something terrible happens and whatever. But, you know, we don't have the gold. The government has the gold. So then what happens when stuff hits the fan and they say, oh, your dollar is worth nothing and you also have no gold? No, no, I'm not talking about when it hits the fan, like, uh, rebellion. You know, I, yeah, no, well, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about... Rebellions are built on hope. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm talking about when stuff hits the fan when the government Please don't copyright me. just decides to go free reign and print. It says, hey, we have an issue here. Here's what we'll do. We'll print some more money to pay for it. All right. And right. we'll print okay. some more money. We'll print that. That is stuff hitting the fan because now your dollar is worth nothing. Yes. Nico. But also, we still, I have no gold to back up my, my own dollar. They, yeah. they have my gold. Yeah, I guess. Right. But if they're backing the U.S. dollar with gold, they can't just print their way out of problems. That they can't, true. They There's can't, a limited they amount. They, they can't can only, create inflation yeah, to screw you over. They can also only spend as much as they have in gold. Right. Oh, right. Yes. So um, right now, as our as the American economy stands, um, our our economy is backed on GDP. So it's backed on how well, how, how, you know, the C plus I plus... Well, we used to have the gold standard. Yeah, but like right now, right mm-hmm. now in America, it's backed by... Um, all the goods and services in, in the economy. So if you in, if you initiate a gold standard, it basically takes away like the business aspect of the whole thing, in my opinion. I because, disagree completely. Because it says, uh, the economy is not reliant on the resor- resourcefulness of its people and businesses. It would be reliant on a material. And that material fluctuates in value. So wouldn't that theoretically fluctuate the value of our money? That, pretty yeah, heavily? that's the other thing is, is gold. It, it the other option is, is, the, is the U.S. government decides the when they spend your money. I'm, I'm all right with the economy right now. I think the economy is pretty... I, I think it's doing... Yeah, no, right now. Right you can say right now. But I'm talking about as a general rule. You're saying that gold is generally pretty stable. There's not one person or one group of people who can say, hey, let's just start printing money or let's expand the money supply and make everyone's dollars less valuable. The gold standard makes countries obsessed with keeping their gold because they know that gold is power. Gold is money. Gold is value. So they ignore the more important task of improving improving business 
atmosphere and, and improving citizens' lives because they don't Do want to spend their gold. I just don't think there's an example of that. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, in general, I let's just say that, like... It protects know, the value of like, what you have. I think it's going to lessen the um, amount spent on, like, education, like, something, like, pretty essential like that. Like, people, if... Okay, the U.S. government wastes a lot of money in a lot of places. Yeah, they do. So, you're, you're focusing on education, but there's a lot of wasted money elsewhere. So, you're saying that if we initiate this gold standard, it's going to take away all the unnecessary, or maybe not all, but most of the unnecessary, well, like, helps. things, and they're going to still allocate that you to, know like, we, education you, stuff? You know we borrow money from China to provide aid to China. Just take a second. Let's let that sink in. Seem dumb yet? Uh, no, I don't see. Okay, no. well, it is dumb. <laughs> um, we waste a lot of money. I just want to I want to highlight the fact that back in the day in Spain in like the 1500s when like Columbus Columbus was sailing the ocean blue, um, basically they were they ran off of a gold standard. All the countries back in the day ran off of how much gold they had. So that's not um, a, that was not a gold standard. That's not a gold a gold standard is. When no, they, but they their currency that's, was back. That's, that's well, wealth. Okay. That's that's how much wealth they had. They used gold as wealth. But like back, like they they technically made they made currency. They made coins, and it was backed by like how much gold that the country had. So and, I mean, it's a skewed version of what the gold standard we're talking about right now. But it's still a early for okay. version of a gold standard. Okay. And since countries like Spain, England ran off of the gold standard, it spurred exploration, and that eventually led to the discovery of the new world, um, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Um, but, you know, it also spurred, the, the gold standard also spurred the gold rush in California, in America. Mm -hmm. So, basically, you can mine, you know, like, currency. Like, I, I mean, I, you can now, but, like, yeah, it's right. just, I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily making an argument for either side i'm just pointing that out mm -hmm. that's fair i think uh i think we're wrapping this up nico do you want to do you want to say anything as any the first and maybe last messages? time um uh, you'll yeah, be i actually i actually podcast. have a question for you guys oh oh okay um, putting us in the spot curveball this is uh this is one of the most highly debated questions of today and you guys will probably have no idea what to say Okay, I, I hope I have something to say. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to think. I'm trying to make a genuine argument for that. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Yes. Mm. That's a deep question, man. That is a deep question. We're talking about stupid stuff like gene editing and cloning. And we could be... We should be talking about this. We should be talking. We should have been talking about this. I have no idea. Should we take? Should we take? Maybe we um, should drive on driveways. And why is your speed parkways. restricted on freeways? Uh, well, do, do you know the Do you know the autobahn in Germany? You can go as fast as you want. I know. There's I'm, not a. I will be doing that soon in a few few weeks. Here, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on. I'm gonna probably gonna hit 200 going down the freeway. Lose control. Okay. All right. It's all in the name of fun. All right. Well, and freedom. This This has been a This has been a great podcast. It's been a long one. How long? It's was been. It? It's an hour and 15. Yeah. minutes yeah. that's good that's that's good it's it's quality content i think i think in the future we can make this a little bit more funny necessarily you know mm -hmm. like comedic comedic but we, we hit some we hit some tough topics today in my opinion i agree 
So, uh, well, uh, Nico, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for bringing me on. How how was your experience? I had had a very interesting time. I learned a lot of things. Uh, I... I didn't know before. And yeah, so to all the good. to all the future guests out there, what what's what's your advice in this recording process? I would say, or regardless whatever. of your stance on anything in life, come in, come into this podcast. This is a very famous podcast with an open mind. All right, and make sure you have prepared yourself to be discussed with and discussed about. Uh, if you are a Cuban, know that you will be made fun of. Whoa, whoa, that is not okay, true. Okay. That is not true at all. all right. We'll be attacked by whoa, Michael Cracker. Whoa, whoa, Michael whoa, Cracker whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. We're going to end right there before okay. anything's get too hairy. You know, hairy. You know. Nico's Harry racist. Potter. Shout out to myself. Um, yeah, tune in to... I think we're going to do this once a week. I'm thinking about releasing it every Monday. Or do you want to do it twice a week? Mondays work. Okay, every Monday, tune in. Um, hopefully this... You know, podcast hits you at a time where you're just chilling and thinking about the existence of human life, and I think we need to sing our way out of this. Okay, uh, and one, two, three. Ah, Savannah, Benicia. Like a good neighbor, <laughs> peanuts and cucumbers are. Please stop. There, and that's how you, you ended it. Next, so Michael. Your last one. Uh. Peanuts and cucumbers were meant to fly high, reach up, and, and touch the, the sky. sky. That's right. enough, everyone. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week.